All right, guys, big episode of the Northeast Podcast. Kirk Cousins is back with the Vikings on a one-year extension. We talk Rodgers, Brady, Wilson, Twins are making deals, state of hockey, and we do a wellness check on our local Chelsea fan, Ryan. Here we go. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Going pretty well. That wasn't that enthusiastic, man. Let's hear, hell yeah, bro. I don't think Feeling it will hell yeah. Okay, because <laughs> the Vikings, we were expecting all these crazy moves, and it kind of feels like they're going to run it back with the same team. So yeah, I, I'm not saying it's bad. I, like Sometimes being irresponsible is more fun. And I guess they're trying to Sometimes. be the responsible ones here. So we'll dive into that Sometimes. in a few minutes. But before we do, we need to get you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. What are you guys drinking tonight? I am uh, up with our friends from North Dakota, I'm drinking Drecker's Third Eye West Coast IPA. Ooh, how do they do? What's their What's their West Coast like? Um, it kind of tastes like all Drecker beers to me. Really? Yeah, all Drecker okay. beers kind of taste. Every IPA that they've ever made kind of tastes the same to me. And I'm not yeah. saying it's bad. It's just they have like such a distinct flavor that I don't feel yeah. about any other brewery that I do. Like, well, about, a little, well, well, maybe a little, I'll say a little what, Summit, every, every beer summit has ever made tastes exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all affordable in the 12 pack. So I don't hate on them, but sticking to that, to the microbrewery theme though, I would say like black stack maybe had that problem with their IPAs as well. Like everything was kind of samey, maybe fluctuations in ABV. Yeah. But, very similar flavor profiles. Like, I don't know if this tastes more like a West Coast. Just tastes like another really? Drecker IPA. But <laughs> they make good IPAs, so I'm not going to complain. Well, I'm drinking one that I am, I'm hyped on. It's called Hypezig from Lupulin. Dude, this is a Goza. Okay, is it Goza? Goza. Goza. Man, Goza. I always forget. Uh, pineapple, orange, guava, coriander, sea salt, vanilla. It's bomb. Hypezig. I had There's only like 12 one. bucks. Damn, is it good. I had the lime one a few months ago, and it was really good. So that sounds great. I love pineapple orange in beer, and uh, this is working for me. I am at Eric's uh, good friends, or friends, I don't know, um, Arbiter Brewing in Minneapolis. Hazen in the Sun, their version of a hazy IPA. Uh, this is a nice, very drinkable, relatively affordable IPA. This this tastes like a uh, more like a West Coast to me. Um, but still good. I'm going to Arbiter Sweet. in like a week for my fantasy baseball draft. So, oh yeah, nice. Yeah, you guys, you guys uh, got out the ba- out from under the bad weather. Well, the the guy uh, went, well, the guy went from bad weather over to start Arbiter. There, there we you go. go. There yeah, good choice. Very good also, choice. <laughs> I just realized I had I'm got like a green and gold can going here. I, I didn't even realize that. This is bad. That's not cool. Put that away. No. All right, guys, let's move into some sports talk. We have to talk about the biggest news here in Minnesota for the week. Kirk Cousins officially coming back as the Vikings starter. Everyone kind of felt like he was going to get traded. You're hearing rumors about him going to Indy 
or going to Carolina or going to Pittsburgh or going here and there. Um, but he is officially going to be back for two more years. Um, he adds uh, kind of the team-friendly part by only getting a $35 million extension, but he gets the Kirk Cousins-friendly part of a no-trade clause and uh, fully guaranteed money. So it feels like if you're going to stay together in this relationship, that both sides are probably reasonably happy with the outcome. Um, yeah. Cousins is a, kind of a master at working the contract game. He's if he is on. as good a QB as he was at like staunch negotiations, we'd have three <laughs> rings by now. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I will say this, like I get the guaranteed money. He never, he plays every game, you know, it's not the worst guy to, to do that with. He's very sturdy. Um, I think that if Kirk Cousins wasn't such like a youth pastor, pastor, I would right. I would probably really like him um, as a steady like this is what I said to someone the other day. Cousins' problem is that he is consistently good, but quite very rarely and to never great. And I think that that's mm-hmm. what's frustrating about him because he's paid to be great and he just is consistently good. He never misses a game ever. He is good in all four quarters. He throws for a ton of yards. You get to the end of the season, he has. 35 touchdowns and seven interceptions, but he doesn't pass the bright lights eye test. And that's what's frustrating about him. So you can, can I, can, could you like, maybe could we talk about the fact that like, he's a very like in between the ears QB, like things are going wrong and like he breaks down mentally. Do you think that having, you know, someone like Zimmer who was a lot more toxic and like angry and like, don't make mistakes Versus maybe someone who is a little bit more like new age, you know, modern, like uh, positive, you know, like a Steve Kerr type coach that that's not a yeller and a screamer. It's it's a that's okay, man. You know, pat on the back that that might help cousins a little bit instead of instead of constantly being in fear of making a mistake and getting screamed at by Zimmer that maybe this is this will, you know, be good for him. I don't know. I think that. They are banking and KOC is banking on the fact that Zimmer was so poor with never talking to Cousins and communicating with him and supporting him and pretty publicly not supporting him and constantly getting new and and getting worse um, offensive coordinators every year. I think that KOC looked at last year with Stafford and I think he feels like he could turn Cousins into at least some of what Stafford was this year in LA. And I am hoping, I know that the defense is a complete train wreck and disaster, but you can't rebuild everything in in one day. I think they should double down on the offense. I think they should double down on the offense and say, fuck it. We're going to have the third best offense in the league and we'll probably have the 25th best defense and we'll fix it. We'll score 50. We're going to score a ton of points. And I would go out and draft like an offensive lineman, like a center, the, the Iowa center, maybe all right, I'd bring in another receiver. I would bring in another guard. I would bring it, you know, I would, I think I would just be like, we're going to put up a ton of points and we're going to do the support Kirk cousins model of team building. And I think that that would make for a really fun year. Um, which is weirdly, which is weirdly what Spielman never did. Right. Yeah. I mean, Spielman never invested heavily. I guess you could say the Remmers and Riley Reef season he kind of did, but they weren't very good. Um, 
but like they they never he never like fully invested in in like a you know Dallas Cowboys or you know Colts from a couple seasons ago like offensive lines where they're just war horses. I think what's, out there. what's weird is like the stat that Cousins um, in his time with the Vikings over the past four seasons, Cousins is the number one quarterback in the NFL with the clean pocket. Clean pocket. So oh, when yeah. the play goes as it's supposed to, he is the best quarterback in football. When it goes how it's not supposed to is where quarterbacks really make their money. So I'm not trying to act like it's not important that you, you can ad lib and you can make off script plays because it's critical. And it's the difference between the best and the good quarterbacks. But Mm -hmm. knowing that he's elite when it comes to clean pocket, why haven't they built him one of the league's best pass blocking units? I I think that is, is, has been neglectful. And I know that they've spent some picks on Cleveland O'Neal and now Derrissaw and Bradbury, but it still hasn't worked. The interior of the line has got bullied too much. And they're they're. And you can't build an O line in the NFL. You can't. Sorry, you can't. You can't build an O line in the NFL with just picks. I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. You got to bring. You got to bring in some maulers. But anyway, I digress. I, I completely agree. We need to invest in the line. Like Eric said, how fun would that be if they're just like, you know what, f it, we're just going all offense. You want to. You want to beat us. You're going to outscore us. Yeah, yeah, I think that they. We play inside. We play on turf. We've got Jefferson. We got Cook, we got Irv Smith coming back, and we're gonna just bolster the line, and we're gonna bring in another receiver. Good luck, everyone. And like, our offense is just as good as it gets. And our defense, you know, you you pick up some cheap free agents, you get rid of like the problem with the defense is that it's been the most expensive defense in football, and it's been bad. And so I think that mm-hmm. if you could get rid of some of these veterans, and it's probably Barr, it's Kendricks, it's Hunter, it's obviously Patrick Peterson, it's Mackenzie Alexander. It's, you know, a bunch of uh, Michael Pierce. If you get rid of those guys, you're going to be able to rebuild with some cash there. And you got to probably bring in some young guys and piece together and try to get to league average for a year. They keep Daniil. Hopefully he gets healthy and can be kind of a, you know, what he was a couple seasons ago. Maybe you hit, get lucky on a couple draft picks, you know, defensively. And, and like you said, Finish twentieth in defense, but third in offense. That I think that would make for a fun season. You're probably pretty decent, and it's a fun season. And and really, in, in if they told me, hey, we've seen the future. Um, we have a new regime, new coach, new GM, new coordinators. We're gonna re over, you know, get younger and and get rid of some of our expensive vets. Um, we're gonna finish nine and eight, and Jefferson's gonna have two thousand yards and eighteen touchdowns. I'd be like, sign me up. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that was probably a fun season. So, that's- I think if Jefferson has two thousand yards and eighteen touchdowns, uh, you're going to do a lot better than nine and eight. Yeah, I hope. It's not if you you give up thirty plus points a game again. That's true. Yeah. Fair. Fair. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll move on to some other NFL news. There was a ton of it, and it was real proof um, this week that the NFL is just masterful at hyping itself up and creating the most intense, amazing news cycle ever. Um, Aaron Rodgers officially back with the Packers. Whatever you think about the guaranteed money for Cousins, um, Rodgers is getting a lot more. Um, now, C- Cousins is not in the same vicinity as Rodgers, and I'd rather have Rodgers even at that money. Um, but it is going to be really expensive for the Packers in the next few years. Um, they're going to be all in, and they're going to try to win the title this next year. Maybe they have a two-year window. 
um, before they're going to kind of have to blow it up a little bit. So, Not if they don't keep Devontae. They already franchised him. Oh, they did. I didn't see that. Wow. Yeah, already franchised him. So, Oh, he's got to hate. He's got to be so pissed. Yeah. So they're both back. Um, and then Tom Brady got uh, sick of being retired after like 15 days. And now he is back <laughs> with Tampa. He played three rounds of golf and was like, fuck this. I want to play. I want to play football again. <laughs> he was at the um, United and Spurs game in uh, in I think it was in Manchester. It was in Manchester. Yeah. And uh, Cristiano Ronaldo scored a, a record breaking hat trick, gave the record breaking jersey to Tom Brady's son, and then was on the field with Brady after the game. And Ronaldo said, "So are you actually done?" And then Brady made like kind of a face and. So that's been blowing up on the internet ever since he said he was coming back. What a joke, dude. Just go away. I mean, he was like number two in the MVP this year. Oh, yeah. I, I think he's I like but I think, I'm just I think what Jimbo's saying is like, don't either don't like don't retire and then unretire. Like either go up, you know, right off into the sunset and call it good or don't do the whole charade right after, you know, the season. Just be normal. It's don't like make it all dad, about you. It's like the, the story my dad always tells me about the Rolling Stones, that he went to the Rolling Stones' final concert tour, their final tour in 1977. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and in yeah. 2021. Now they're, they're, yeah. And now they're 79 under, and 82 and then 84. Yeah. 88 seven, was a good one. Yeah. The 17th anniversary of their final tour anniversary. Yeah, yeah. So well, Jay-Z did release the Black Album and then back out of the game. And then, you know, maybe that was just his last good album. Yeah. I, I, but, so uh, it, I, it happens. I, I get it. I just, you know, I'm kind of done with this dude. Uh, I will say that, like, I prefer him playing because then he doesn't, like, have a, a Newsmax TV show or something. Um, true, true. So that's probably better. Oh, you you think the uh, the TB12 vitamins aren't for you, Jim? Well, you just haven't looked into it hard enough. <laughs> right, my peak performance of walking they get you on a regimen. You want to feel you want to feel like Tom Brady every day. TB12s, you know, just really a fifty dollar, just a fifty dollar a month subscription. Right, I think I'm good. Thank you. All right, so next up, another more quarterback news. Russell Wilson heads to the Denver Broncos, who are very solidly after Aaron Rodgers for the last two seasons. They end up with Russell Wilson. They trade two firsts, including a first-round pick that I believe belonged to Seattle, or it was right around where Seattle was. But anyways, um, they give two firsts, two seconds, a third, a good tight end, Noah Fant, a good D-tackle, Shelby Harris, and I don't even know, another guy too. Three players, five picks for Russell Wilson. I have to believe that this is going to go poorly for Denver. <laughs> I don't like Russell Wilson anymore. I mean, not, not just as a person, like as a player. I think he's... You know how you feel as a person. I think he's washed up. Like, I, I would rather have... I know that everyone's going to blow up when I say this. That's listening. So everyone, grab hold of something. Pull the car over to hold the Hold on, hold on. Let me get, let me get my seatbelt on. Okay. Hot everyone, take alert. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to go crazy that I say this, I bet. But, like, I really believe this. I would rather have Cousins for the next five years than Russell Wilson for the next five years. And don't get me wrong. Russell Wilson's career is a Hall of Fame career, and Cousins is not. So don't get me wrong. Like, if I could have their whole careers, I would for sure take Russell Wilson. But I think that both of them being going into their year 33 seasons, 
I would rather have Cousins. His game's going to translate into his 30s and late 30s better than Wilson's. Wilson has had two bad years in a row. He's been injured two years in a row. His He doesn't run anymore, and he can't run any offense other than the Russell Wilson offense, which is like scramble, 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 and run around, no. and heave the ball up downfield. And I just don't think it works as well anymore. Um, I don't know. I know his team wasn't great and talented around him, and maybe going to Denver will like revitalize him, and like six months from now, everyone will be like laughing at me. But I would rather have Cousins than Wilson. I think that Denver is, is people. I think. Uh, uh, George Patton, the old Vikings assistant GM, is going to lose his job eventually because of this trade. Mm, okay. I'll write that down. That was a good take, my friend. And I know everyone's like, oh, Wilson's way better than Cousins. He goes higher in fantasy. It's just like, I don't know. He's He's been bad for two straight seasons. He hasn't been good for fantasy for two years. I'll no, say that. He just has been. I don't know. Yeah, but if Denver called and they're like, we'll trade you Cousins for Wilson and you could pair Wilson with – Kevin O'Connell, I think I would listen. I, I don't think that would be an easy as easy as, as black and white as you're making it. They brought they brought a guy from the Rams to be their offensive coordinator last year, and they tried to run that offense. And Wilson hated it, couldn't do it, and then they just had to. Oh, go that's back. right, and they got rid of him. Yeah, and then they just had to go back to the Russell Wilson offense, which was just Russell Wilson just ad libs everything. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Like, also, I can't watch him. How fun! How funny was it that like the Rogers deal was announced, and then like eight minutes later, the Russell Wilson trade was announced. That they were like waiting on that, just kind of crazy. Rogers had to be so upset; he loves nothing more than attention. Yeah. So then, not to be outdone, one of the best franchises in football, the Washington Commanders, who now easily have the worst nickname in football. Um, No, that's not true. The Texans is a worse nickname. (laughs) <laughs> the Texans is a just terrible nickname. Um, but yeah, the Commanders, which is right there, uh, worst names in all of sports, they traded for Carson Wentz. That okay. is a joke right there. That's hilarious to me. Oh, Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback. They what happened to that guy? Only Did he just never get injured and then like never came back or what? He was supposed to be so good. Yeah, I think he just was like, he was like um, kind of like Colin Kaepernick. Um, I'm not talking about socially and politically, um, but I I think um, he was like Kaepernick in that, like, he was a great athlete who could only get through one read usually. But the difference was that Kaepernick was like, um, ran like a Clydesdale. And do Clydesdales run fast? Is that what uh, they got? How about a gazelle? We'd say ran like a gazelle. Yeah, like he was just so big and fast and powerful. And Wentz was like a bad version of Andrew Luck who couldn't read defenses and like, ended up just getting beat up and hurt. And I don't know. He's just terrible. He's just a terrible quarterback. And it's not well, like he was, uh, he was like mostly renowned for like his grittiness and his toughness. And it's like, well, that eventually caught up with him when he like dove into the end zone and blew out his knee. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just being able to take a beating is like a really bad trait for a quarterback. Like Correct. Yeah. the best trait is the opposite trait. Really good at never taking a beating. It's what you want the quarterback to be. He's elusive. Like, go with elusive rating, yeah. He knows when to go down. Like, you ever see Brady during the regular season when he's about to get sacked and he just dives? Oh, he just dives. Yeah, just just straight dives. Like, this is not – there's nobody's open. I'm not getting killed. Yeah. He's like, I'm not taking that hit in week six. Like, And you know what my high school football coach would have said about that? (laughs) You stand in the pocket, you take the hit. You know, this is football. We're not out here. We're not on the pom-pom team. 
You know what I mean? Like instead yeah. of like, <laughs> like that's actually a really smart play to not get killed. You're the only person that could play this position on the team. For sure. And like, <laughs> like if you're in, if you were, if they're in the playoffs or they're in a must win game, Brady will stand in the pocket and take the hit. He will wait till the last second and he'll get killed because he knows I've yeah. got to make this play. Week, week three against the Jets, don't really it's, care. It's, I'd rather lose this game than take that hit yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I only have a few of those left. So, yeah, I think that uh, that caught up with Wentz. Um, the other quarterback that's available is um, Deshaun Watson. And a lot of Minnesota fans were really wanting Deshaun Watson once we found out that he was not going to be charged criminally for um, his uh, aggressive uh behavior with masseuse is in the houston area i I don't i don't know if that's even done though because like just because the grand jury didn't choose to indict him i don't think that means the criminal charges lawsuits no he's gonna he's still gonna go to court and face a bunch of um lawsuits from the individuals but he's just not going to get charged by the police so he isn't going to get arrested or anything but he is going to still be in court and he still will probably be suspended for conduct detrimental to the NFL. He, if it's anything like past people, he'll probably get six to eight game suspension after missing all of last year as well. So his punishments are far from done. Um, but yeah, a lot of people wanted him. It sounds like he is most likely headed to either Carolina or New Orleans. I really hope it's not New Orleans. That would suck. Yeah, because yeah. you fucking hate New Orleans. Yeah, hate them. Don't want them to have a good quarterback. I mean, before all this happened, Watson was like, you know, people thought he was like the top five-ish quarterback in the league in his mid-20s. I mean, he's an absolute stud. So Yeah, but Sean Payton's gone though, right? Yeah, Sean Payton is gone, and they're in some trouble. But they do have Kamara, Michael Thomas coming back. I mean, they still have some fun stuff. So Um, I mean, do you hate the team as much then? Because, I mean, a lot of your hate must have transferred with. Sean Payton, right? I mean, Andrew Brees he was the number also. one reason you hated the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I just don't like their fans. Oh, okay. I really want to go to the game next year and watch us beat them. That would be great. I would, but I bet their stadium's just trash. Mm-hmm, probably, yeah. And I'd still like to go there. Um, so that's the next big thing to fall. Vikings still have a lot of moves they have to make this week. We look for some kind of movement with Daniel Hunter, either coming back on a new deal or getting traded. A lot of teams are calling about him. Look for Michael Pierce to probably get cut. I would bet you Eric Kendricks gets cut this week. Um, there's a possible, which is just wild. I mean, it's wild that that that's you know the direction that they would take. I think that's just. I, I know they're switching defenses, uh, defensive formations. It just seems crazy to say our best defensive leader, our single, our, you know, our best linebacker is going to be cut. Just cut. I think that um, you saw Bobby Wagner get cut this week too. I think that like thirty plus year old inside linebackers making ten million. Is, oh man, is he really thirty? Yeah, he's like thirty or thirty one now. So I think it's just a little hard. I think at that age to justify that money, especially in a defense where you have two middle linebackers. So I Damn, he guess, did he did just turn thirty. I would guess he's gone um, this week. I'm gonna guess Thielen's back. Um, if Thielen, like just being honest, if Thielen wasn't a white guy from Northern Minnesota. I think that the fans would be cool letting him go, but I think that the Minnesota fans will like start a riot if we lose Adam Thielen. One of our I don't own. think his contract's that untenable though, right? For his production, I think it's still okay as long as he can be healthier than he was last year. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's the worry is he just is starting to be, have some durability issues. 
Um, so yeah, look for some of those moves, and then free agency starts on uh, Thursday, the sixteenth. Uh, Wednesday is, is legal. Are we in the legal tampering period? Legal tampering starts tomorrow on the fourteenth. Tomorrow, okay. When you guys are so Monday. recording it on Sunday, on Monday is the legal tampering period, and I believe free agency starts on Wednesday, the sixteenth. So. Right around so the- when does like Schefter start start doing Instagram posts? Because that's where I get all my news. He's been uh, doing it this whole week. Yeah, all- I know he yeah. has, but like with the legal tampering, is that does any of that become public, or is I that like tomorrow? You're just setting up the deals behind the scenes, and then Wednesday the floodgates open. I bet tomorrow afternoon there'll be tons of big NFL stories. Just okay. Monday Love tomorrow it. is like the beginning of all the crazy stuff, and I we just Love went it. through a, we just went through 20 minutes on crazy stuff and. You know, it's like the other crazy thing is the NCAA tournament, which is like one of the biggest events in the country, despite Eric's distaste for it. The NFL is like, you know what? We're going to have free agency run right over the top of that. And nobody's, everyone's talking about Cousins, uh, you know, Rogers, Wentz. And then like the, the NCAA tournament is an afterthought. It's amazing. It's true. It's true. They know how to stay in the headlines. Well, let's just go that direction and let's talk about the NCAA tournament guys. I had an epiphany this week. I figured out why I don't like the NCAA tournament. Okay. Oh, because good. I sure. realized it's not just me being negative. It's like a real thing. So what I realized mm. is, is that I'm a, you know, a self-proclaimed um, gopher bandwagoner and mm, right. Um, you know, like when the gophers are bad, I hate, I don't care. And when the gophers are good, I am a lifelong gopher fan that has been right. my whole life. And really or se- season season long anyway. Well, no, but I tell people, well, of course. I'm oh, like, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know me. I'm o- I've always been a Gopher fan. And then as soon as they're bad, it's not even that I just don't like the Gophers. I don't like the entire college sport. And I think that's my problem with the NCAA tournament. I think if the Gophers were a three seed one year, I would know about every college team. And I would know everything about the tournament. And I'd be watching all the games. And I could tell you all about the whole tournament. Like if we were, if we had Wisconsin's basketball program, I would you'd be probably, way more into the, yeah. I'd probably be really into the tournament because yeah. I would care. I would feel like, oh man, who, these are the teams we could play. This is crazy. Why are we in the West? We should be in the North. You know, like I were Midwest, I would be like, like all about it. But because they're always so bad, I just do not care at all. I don't care. And it's the same thing with college football. I don't even care about college football. Unless the Gophers are like in the top twenty, and then I'm like, oh man, could tell you all about college football. Love college football. What a great sport. And so I think that's kind of my problem with the NCAA tournament. We are never in it, and when we are in it, we're like yeah. an eight seed playing nine seed North Carolina. And I'm like, that's gonna go Middle crazy. Tennessee, and we get killed by Middle Tennessee. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, you need a gateway, right? You need a reason to, to pay attention all year and start caring and. Um, I never really have it. I just like the gambling aspect, which I'll try to continue this year. Yeah. So the brackets came out, and I don't even know. I think Gonzaga, nobody cares. Gonzaga is <laughs> the number one overall team. Um, I don't even know. No, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> like everyone, everyone, Baylor and Gonzaga are the top seeds, and I think lots of people think Gonzaga will finally get it done. They were undefeated the last year, and then they lost in the championship game to Baylor, who's back. They're tough every year. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't really care. Right. I can tell. I, really I can want, tell by I really the way want, you're delivering this. I really game. want Duke to go out there in the same West Division with Gonzaga. I want to watch Coach K get like beat right away. That would be awesome. 
Um, I know people were up in arms that Michigan made it into the tournament because Michigan lost to the Gophers and was terrible, and they were one of the last teams in. Um, nine teams in the and big not, And not only that, Michigan only has to travel to Indiana. Yeah. So there's a lot of, a lot of folks that are upset that, like, it, Illinois, who's a four seed, has to travel to Pittsburgh, and Michigan gets to play, you know, a couple hundred miles from, from their place. Nine teams in the Big Ten did make it, which is the most by, by three schools. So a lot of teams from the Big Ten made it. Our Gophers most definitely did not. They were atrocious. So um, yeah. that's kind of where we're at with the tournament. I don't care who wins. Like, I would love to be like, oh, man, I'm going to be cheering for this team. Um, I guess I'm just cheering for, like, uh, teams in the north who are from, like, not racist states and are, like, uh, mid-seed, like a six-seed or something. So if anyone can come up with that team, that's who I'm cheering for. <laughs> Middle Tennessee. <laughs> nah, it seems like I think great. Tennessee, far Tennessee Chattanooga is your, is your jam, Eric. Okay. Make a bracket. Maybe if you put 50 bucks on a bracket, you might care a little more. And uh, then the games are fun. It's kind of like that's like putting money on a horse racing. Like I have no idea. So it doesn't matter. It feels less fun. <laughs> Dude, the, you know how many uh, girls, sorry, like females, women in like offices and settings won the NCAA pools because they're like, well, I like the Blue Jays better than the, the Quakers, you know, and that's how they pick the teams and they would just dominate. And then, like, all of our listeners that are women. Not sexist. I mean, oh, wait. They <laughs> love college basketball, and they know all about it. That could, <laughs> that could be true. But <laughs> that could be true. I did not know uh, in any of the office settings, you know, girls that were, that were you know, super into the NCAA tournament. They're like, oh, it's just fun to play. And they absolutely destroyed us. And I'm not bitter. I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> You're giving me big incel vibes right now. And Ooh. I'm into it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, next up, the Wolves wow. are closing in on the sixth seed. They're still a little inconsistent, but Towns is definitely a top 10 player in the NBA at this point. He's been just lights out. Uh, we're, what, a game and a half out of the sixth seed. It's our only chance to avoid having to, like, you know damn well if we're in the playing tournament, it's going to come down to us versus LeBron on who gets in. Probably. They're, they're not even in the playing tournament now. They could maybe – get their way in there but yeah, i think they're, yeah i don't want to do the play in tournament that sucks one or two games. Tournament. oh are they number 10 right now yeah i think they're like i think the 10 is like set that would suck yeah i don't want to play lebron when he has like his entire fucking yeah, legacy they're the over, nine uh, and they have a party. three game lead over the 11 so, so I guess yeah the play in tournament is is cool for if you're on the edge like if you were a nine or ten not so cool if you're a six or seven and you would have just fucking made it and had a series. So right um, now it looks pretty locked in. We're going to play a one game home playoff game against the Clippers. And then we'll kill the Clippers. We but win, I, I also don't like one game, right? I think that we are the better team, but anybody can win one game kind of blows. If we win, we would play either Memphis or Golden State. If we lose, we would play probably the Lakers. Winner is the eight losers out. Yeah. I mean, it's all exciting. I don't, you know, I don't want to be upset because they are well over 500 now and they're in the, you know, they're in the mix. They're going to make the playoffs, which is fucking amazing. I will get to go to a playoff game this year. Can't wait. And, um, but, and Jimbo, are they having fun? I mean, do they, do they look like they're having fun? Dude, 
it's a fucking, you know, it's a correlation. Fun and winning are going together, baby. So maybe I Weird. was on to something the whole time. If they're Who smiling knew? and they're having fun, <laughs> Who knew? maybe they're winning and vice versa. So I'm excited. I love it. Uh, the Nuggets keep winning, although they did lose two in a row. And we've closed that gap from like three and a half to, to one and a half. Well, if we had won, it would have been, we would have been a half game back. It would have been incredible. But um, no, so, you know, there's a chance. We have a crazy hard stretch coming up, but. We still would have been one game back because they have a there's a one game difference. So Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um so yeah, they need to lose a couple. We need to keep winning, which is gonna get tougher. We'll probably win these next couple. We play like the Spurs and shit. Uh not some great not really great teams, but then we go on like six or seven in a row of like top like Suns and Jazz and we get to play the Nuggets. No, we don't play the Nuggets. Unfortunately, that would actually be good. We play I think, the Mavs. No, we do, we, yeah, we do play the Nuggets once, but yeah, the Mavs twice. Once there yeah. and once at Target Center. So you know, it's tough. I, we're gonna make the playoffs. I, I should be happy. I'm good. I think. I think the biggest thing is they've learned to play as a team. And outside of the Magic game, they've had to, you know, in some of the close games, they've had to fight and and scratch and come back and and Mm -hmm. hold the line and that's something that wolves teams in the past never did they would always falter you know they get oh yeah they'd always go on some like you know let the other team run on like a 14 to 2 run and now we're losing again like dude we had this game yeah i think dude this coach is gonna get a lot of credit at the end of this year finch is clearly the best coach we've had in a long time and well i think the players deserve a lot of credit too for like i think d'lo is significantly better than we thought he was when we traded for him. A hundred percent. Or even last year. Yeah, even compared to last season, I think he's yeah. improved miles. I think as he's like, significantly better than he was when we traded for him. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely like, he's doing more too. He's getting some assists and he's getting some steals. And he's not just sort of like, almost like Beasley's game is right now, where he just pulls up and shoots threes. And if he's off, we lose. If he's on, maybe he helps us win, but... Yeah, maybe he hits um, yeah, eleven in a row. It's great. <laughs> maybe he hits eleven threes and sets a franchise record, or maybe he goes one for eight the next night. Yeah, or he goes one for fifteen and we lose because you cannot jack up that many threes and miss and win a game. Yeah, that's no, just I agree. Turnovers and every I think, fucking time. I think Delo's always going to be like a inconsistent shooter. Like I think that's just he's a heat check guy. He's a microwave guy. Gets hot, yeah, yeah. great, um, you know, but can cool down really quickly. Um, but I think just some of the intangibles that he's been bringing, um, in terms of like leadership, directing the court, you know, making sure Mm -hmm. everyone is, is ready to go and where they need to be. He's not that great of a defensive guard. Nobody's expecting him to be, but I think he tries. He's just not, he's not great, but I think he's trying harder than he ever has in his career. Um, Yeah. And I think he's, that's paying off a little bit, right? Which is saying something because I I think he's believing in the system, right? And I think that that's that weird chemistry thing that happens in the NBA that you can't really put a, you know, a personnel on or, or like describe it to someone. You just feel it. You can see it on the court that these guys are like playing for the coach harder than they were for Ryan Saunders. And I think that makes a big difference. Yep. Yep. I agree, man. It's been a lot of fun. All right. Well, something that hasn't been fun is major league baseball. Um, They have been on a, temporary strike where things were shut down they missed it was the, a lockout a lockout they uh they missed the first parts of spring training they're a few weeks behind schedule now but baseball is officially back as they finally approved a new deal 
here's a piece of information for you, or it's a question for you guys. What is the estimated age of the average baseball fan? Should we just guess? I think um, 56. Average age? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 52. Um, from what I saw, it was 57 or 58. Oh, wow. Nice job, Jim. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it. going well um, for them. It's just ridiculous how much they do not connect with young people and young sports fans. Um, they are trying to do a bunch of different things. They've approved um, options for things like um, robo umps and uh, pitch clocks. And permanent DH or like uh, yeah. universal DH. To try to make the game more exciting. I think that one of the big problems with baseball is – um, the idea of like tradition, like, well, guys need to step outside of the box because they need to take a minute to compose themselves, you know, like, well, they got to get the not. sign from, they got to get the sign from the third base coach of what's going on. Yeah. There's too much of that shit. One of it would be an easy thing. I think, um, uh, microphones and earpieces for what pitcher catcher. Why isn't there a, like a microphone in the catcher's mask? And there's a thing in well, there. Because then he's saying it out loud and the batter can hear it, dude. Why isn't the pitching coach no, calling it for both of them? You know what Great I mean? Like, like it's just it's just nuts that like we are doing hand signals and stuff. And then they're like, don't steal it, guy at second base. Don't have, yeah. that, don't have a guy in the crowd banging on a trash can, please. Like Unwritten it's, rules. Yeah. <laughs> it's all so stupid. There's so much cheating that's happening. And then on top of it, it, like they have no stars. Like I heard someone say the other day, it's an absolute travesty that Nelson Cruz isn't like a household name in sports as he has been one of the best hitters of the past 20 years in baseball. And nobody knows who he is. Like there's an, it's an issue. It's like a big issue. Like they can't build well, outside of base, outside of baseball teams. Yeah. They have like Bryce Harper, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. They have, and, and then like, but then they've got some of the young guys. But like again, I don't think Vlad Guerrero Jr. is a household name. I don't think Fernando be. Tatis Jr. is a household I mean, name. I would, I would strap the the wagon to Tatis and be like, he's our future. Uh, Juan Soto, uh, Guerrero, yeah. Acuna, Albies. Uh, like, there's so many fun young players in the league, and they don't market any of them. They're like, hey, everyone, you want to tune in and watch 42 um, year old Albert Pujols uh, hit. 195 and it's just like they're so out of freaking touch so i just want to confirm that those are not household names because i didn't really recognize almost any of them that was so, like all and, players and yeah if you didn't recognize any of them you certainly aren't a baseball fan because half of them have like famous fathers that played baseball yeah yeah there you go and plus I'm, I'm 36 so i'm just way too young for baseball <laughs> So the Twins are trying to make some moves. I think they're going to be atrociously bad, um, but they did make a couple moves. They traded uh, 2001, their 2001 first-round pick um, for a uh, 32-year-old pitcher, Sonny Gray. Their 2001 first-round pick? Okay, there you go. You said 2001. I was just making sure that you weren't making some sort of a joke, that we no, had no, like some old dude that we traded. 2021 <laughs> first-round pick. I think his name is Perry. He's a pitcher. They yeah, some high school pitcher. 32-year-old Sonny Gray. Um, this is such a twins move. Yeah. Again, I my friend texted me and said, enjoy Sonny Gray. Uh he beat, you know, he's a he's my friend is a Cardinals fan, and he's like, he he pitched lights out against us. He's 15 and one against the Cardinals or something. And I was like, 
This is the most on-brand twin signing. It's a pitcher that used to be really good on the back end of their career. Yep. Every year. But that's a baseball problem. It's not even a twins problem. It's just baseball had – they think that the best way to have a league is to have no salary cap, and every year four teams get to be good at – and can win the title and can sign all the free agents. Yeah, there's four teams. There's four teams that are really good, and then there's Tampa – which we can't, which MLB can't figure out a way to make them bad because their scouting is just too good. And then everyone else is like, and, and this was part of the CBA too, which was like letting younger players hit free agency earlier, which I think would give the twins a chance to get at some of that talent that hasn't reached that level of like $35 million a year talent, Mm -hmm. right? That's not also, you know, the, the, the only way we get those guys is like, uh, are they over 33 and is their arm basically dead yeah. so we can milk <laughs> one season out of it? Like those are the pitchers that we're getting. Um, um, and it, it's just, is not going to work out for a small market club like the twins. They also made a deal that I liked a little more. They traded catcher Mitch Garver for shortstop Isaiah Kiner Falepa. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. He's a 26 year old shortstop who was like a super rangy defensive shortstop. Um, he replaces Andrew Alton Simmons, who is a older, a little more washed, rangy shortstop. Um, anti anti vax shortstop too. Yeah, by the way, he's six years younger than Mitch, or five years younger than Mitch Garver. He's twenty six, so he's still a pretty good age. Garver was thirty one, and uh, they have Jeffers, who I think they like better. And Jeffers is uh, twenty four, so they're trying to get younger. Yeah. If you're going to be bad, at least be young. So. They also got a minor league pitcher in the deal. I thought this was a pretty reasonable deal. It's it's also ho hum. Like it's not yeah. really like you like your question of always like does this move the needle for you? No, not at all. Neither of the trades. No, uh, they don't move the needle ever. They're the twins. And then uh, yeah, that's it. Baseball is back, and uh, we'll I'm sure. We'll was there what did they agree to? So they came to an agreement. What was like? Give me two bullet points. I, anything. Well, you talked the about them. It was it's a five year deal. Like uh, oh, they yeah. did. Base- shift so i think the shift is banned starting in 2023 uh permanent permanent dh for both leagues uh pitch clock clock starts in 2023 um there's there's some salary considerations you know half the people are saying that the owners won half the people are saying that the players won nobody really knows we'll see how it plays out and you know once the actuary folks for the teams figure out ways to to screw over the players again um oh yeah there's also something about like they can't do the um um the service time manipulation of like well we're gonna send him down for two weeks because he really needs to work on his fielding which is just bullshit because they they really want to keep him in the minor leagues for two more weeks so they can have him for another year of uh arbitration Mm -hmm. eligible to keep him on you know under team control so a lot of that stuff is gone but who knows how it's going to work out? I, none of this does anything to Eric's point of the inability of Major League Baseball to reach out to younger uh, viewership. Uh, like it's not like kids are going to be like, "Oh, I got to see the pitch clock." Like that's going to be on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just it doesn't really matter. So I think it just needs to be like getting the game down. Like I think what people have decided with sports is that they don't want really long sporting events. And I think when you watch soccer and it's just like a tight two hours. And you watch, um, an NBA games about two ten. Yeah, yeah, it's good as long as there's not a close finish where they're like, the last two yeah. minutes take twenty seven minutes. Like 
they've got some shit I, to figure yeah. out. They got some shit to figure out too. But people think the NBA is cool and they at least know how to build stars. But it's the same kind of thing. Like they've got to figure out some of this, like streamlining some of the boring parts. Some of the oh, you mean like having seventy-year-old men look at where the ball crosses the plate and call it differently every day? Like that's yeah. not appealing to a younger generation. <laughs> like watching some fat old fuck like Joe West throw somebody out for being like, "Why is that a ball?" You know, like yeah. no, you're out of here. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like <laughs> when the when the teams want it, they can have the robo umps. And I could Good. do it. I people are like, well, "What will the umps do?" I'm like. Retire. They still got to call them out. Retire, the, or they're 70. We just established that, dude. They still got to call them out, like, at first and second and third and home plate, so they'll still be there. They're just not calling balls and strikes. The machine is. Yeah. Um, and then uh, let's move on to some hockey talk, because it is the state of hockey, right? And so we yes. got lots of different hockey talk. The Wild are trying to get back on track after falling from the number two team in the West to the number seven. Um, they retired on Sunday and Sunday Miko Koivu's jersey uh, retired it raised roses number nine into the rafters, which is cool. I'm not saying Miko is a Hall of Fame level player, but he is probably one of the best players the Wild have ever had. And he's a uh, he's a Wild Ring of Honor, yeah, yeah. like he's member. Two, like he should he's be there. A wild yeah, yeah. legend. I mean, he he was there for a long time. Had some great moments. Carried the team through long stretches. Was just a and good, he was the captain. He was the captain for like 12 years. Yeah, so that's cool. Good moment for them. Um, hopefully the Wild can get themselves back on track and maybe figure out the goaltending situation um, come deadline day uh, or trade deadline day. The Gophers are in the Big Ten championship game. It probably doesn't matter. They're playing Michigan, two top five teams, um, and the winner is most definitely going to get a one seed, but both of them are very firmly in the tournament. Maybe both of them could get one seeds either way. So um, two good teams there. Uh, Gophers have um, some big-time star power. Ben Myers has been just unbelievable. He's a big uh, power center who wins face-offs, scores goals, and wasn't drafted. So he is a, a free agent, a college free agent. And after the playoffs, he is free to sign with any NHL team he wants. I think he's from Delano. So I think that the Wild could use face-off wins. So hopefully Ben Myers ends up with his hometown Minnesota Wild. And then finally, I did go – to a couple of the state high school hockey games. And the state high school hockey tournament is fantastic. It's just one of the best events in sports. And it's, you know, 20,000 people at the XL watching just incredibly talented high school kids. I went on the first night on Thursday for 2A, and then I got tickets to championship game yesterday between uh, Maple Grove and my alma mater, the Andover Huskies. Hockey town USA at this point, as both their boys and girls to be. teams won the title. And I, I have to tell everyone, uh, even if you're not a fan of high school hockey or even hockey at all, this was one of the greatest sporting events I have ever been to in my life. It ended 6-5 to five in double overtime in what was an absolute war um, of between just exhausted, super talented kids. So It was, it was really a slugfest. Yeah. It mm-hmm. really was. It was really cool. Eric. Yeah. I got a hockey question for you. Mm-hmm. So you have two legs, right? Between yep. the three bandwagons, how are you how are you straddling between mm. Gophers Andover and the Wild at this point? Um I like high school sports so much more than college sport. Like I follow high school football, basketball, hockey, 
and lacrosse. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. You're a high school coach. You're a high school oh, teacher. I love You're, you're very, very invested. Yeah. And I felt invested. I mean, I haven't been a, a student. I did teach there for a little bit, but haven't been a student there in a long time. But I did feel um, some sense of pride. They've never won a guys championship. So I was pretty excited about them winning that. And yeah, my high school fandom in all stuff, mostly with my teams at Irondale. Um, but I guess I still cheer for Andover, and I I usually pick the least evil or least private schooly teams in any games, and I love following high school sports. So high school sports way over college sports all day forever for me. Yeah, dude, that was a wild game to watch. Super duper fun. Um, I'm you know I'm from Andover. I did not. I went to Anoka, right? But my sister went there, and a lot of people I know. So I was cheering for him. Um, my nephew's like all his best friends are on the team. He's a senior at at Andover. He's a baseball guy, but. Yeah, man. Just a lot of fun. Um, congrats to Andover. Yeah, good stuff. All right, guys. And I will, as, sorry, as a staunch opponent, as Eric is, of the NCAA tournament, of the high school hockey tournament. No, I'm kidding. I'm not an opponent. It's just I didn't grow up. I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up watching it here. It wasn't my thing. So, but I will say that overtime was, a, both overtimes were a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> it was it, really it, awesome. I, I turned it on and I'm glad I did. See, my yeah. teams in, in high school never went to the state hockey tournament. They were never any good. But we would still miss school for like two days to go down to the hockey tournament as high schoolers, and we'd all go watch it every year. Well, I thought, didn't Anoka get third? No, they won year? the title one when I was in maybe like sixth grade yeah. or something. Oh, okay. So they did win. They won in 03 when I was a junior. Oh, I guess and it, like, you know, my friends are on the team, and it was awesome. Yeah, they yeah. won the title. They, they, uh, upset Holy Angels to go to the championship game, and then they beat Roosevelt for the championship. So, yeah, I love the tournament. It's so fun. It's just – it's crazy to think that these kids are playing in front of, like, 20,000 people. Like, they're playing in front of, like, a rabid, like, crowd the size that the Wild plays in front of. And they're just so insanely talented that it's just – it's really fun to watch. All right. Are the tickets – I was just curious about the t- – are they expensive, cheap? They're like cheap, price control they're hard to get. So, yeah. so the schools all get first dibs on the tickets. So the schools, the kids in school, and then the families all get the first dibs. And they're $20 for adults and $13 for students. But by the that time they buy, them cheap. Up, they buy them all up and then they sell them on the secondary market and they're pretty expensive. But okay. if, you can, if you know anybody, so our friend uh, Dave Madsen, who is a photographer, got us a code and we got like center ice 10 throw seats for the championship for 20 bucks a pop. So that was fun. Love it. Yeah. All right. So last but not least the premier league, the top five all hold serve this weekend um, with city Liverpool, Chelsea scoring a late winner um, to beat a tough, suddenly tough and suddenly very wealthy Newcastle team. Um, Arsenal win and then United in the big game of the weekend beat Spurs. Um, but what we have to talk about, Ryan, we need to get you. We need you to give us the update here. Huge news in Chelsea land. You're a resident Chelsea fan. Um, Roman Abramovich has been sanctioned, and his accounts have been frozen. And it's not only affecting him. It's pr- sounds like pretty terribly affecting Chelsea Football Club at this point, as they don't have access to like bank accounts and cash reserves for the most part. And I heard a pretty, pretty troubling interview. It sounded like with Petr Cech, uh, Chelsea, great. One of the greatest players in team history who now is like a, 
some kind of executive sporting, sporting uh, like scouting aficionado kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. So he had kind of a, a good interview today, but it didn't sound overly promising. What's the latest with this and how are you feeling about it? Okay. So the, yeah, the sanctions are, are hitting hard. Um, I think it's less um, egregious as the media, especially from the UK, you know, makes it out to be. Um, Chelsea went ahead and booked uh, prior to the sanctions, all of their away trips and spent the money. So that money's gone. And, and for all of the away trips that they know about is paid for. Um, they've worked with the UK government to amend some of the sanctions about like how much they can spend on security for home matches. Cause they had limited mm-hmm. it to like $400,000. And I think Chelsea showed, you know, sort of a, like a consistent books of like, it's going to cost 900,000 pounds. Sorry. I said dollars earlier, 900,000 pounds to like secure the stadium and, and pay the workers and, you know, do all of the things that need to be done to have a match here. Um, we can't sell additional tickets to matches. I don't know what that means. I don't know how many tickets are sold. Um, it seems like, uh, you know, if you're a season ticket holder, you're in good hands. Like you'll, you'll have a ticket to all the matches. Um, if you're looking to try and buy a ticket, you know, you're, you're in trouble or you're going to have to go into the secondary market, which kind of, it's not quite as prevalent in the UK as it is in the U S. Um, we can't spend any money on incoming transfers. We can't sell any players. Um, so Mm. we have three defensive center backs that are potentially leaving on a free transfer this off season, um, which we can't do anything to stop if we're not able to renew contracts. Um, yeah, so it's, it's not looking good. However, um, you know, the UK government has agreed to green light the sale and like the negotiations can continue. Um, at this point after meeting with Chelsea. So I think that's a positive sign. Um, You know, they've come out with all their like condemnation of Roman Abramovich and whatever and all that stuff. And that's fine. Um, I, you know, I didn't expect anything different. Um, And I think that for the club to be able to um, operate as normally as possible in a time like this um, will be key. Tommy Tuchel, super Tommy Tuchel um, has said, you know, we, we have the, the plane booked for Lille on Wednesday. If not, we'll take the train. If not, we'll take the bus. And if not, I'll rent some cars and we'll, we'll drive everybody to the match. It's like, as long as we have a, a kit um, and our boots, we'll be there and ready to compete. So um, I, I think, you know, he's, for God's sakes, nobody from Chelsea has come out and spoken on his behalf or on behalf of the club. And it's really annoying that he has to be like the mouthpiece for, you know, because everyone's asking him, like, well, what do you think about the situation? Or, like, he's a, he's a fucking football manager. Like, he doesn't know mm-hmm. anything about that stuff. So, it's been wild. Um, I think the, the team, this can either, like, galvanize the team or completely divide it. And I think it's done a little bit to galvanize the team. So, I'm hoping that maybe there's some good stuff that comes out of this as from the Chelsea football club perspective, not from okay. the owned by Roman Abramovich perspective. I mean, it, this this could all end up really cool, right? I mean, you could have some cool owner that's really rich that doesn't make you feel weird ever about their business dealings. You know, I mean, it, it could be cool. Um, Isn't the big? I thought that you weren't allowed to like the, Roman wasn't allowed to sell either. I'm like, well, so he can't sell it and he can't operate it. So what the fuck are you going to do? Just like blow it up? 
But I guess it, it makes sense. They're going to allow him to sell it. And then maybe he has to do something special with the profit that he made or something. Well, that's what um, he said he was going to do was like he's forgiving all the loans and any of the proceeds from the sale of the club is going to go to a Ukrainian uh, war survivors fund of some caliber. It's a very nebulous term. I have no idea what any of that means or whether or not the UK government's even going to allow that because I think that some of these sanctions are the 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 you know United Kingdom government realized that the honeypot was going to be sold and they're putting the mm-hmm. paws on it so they can get you know at least one paw in the honeypot and grab a little bit on the way out for themselves. Yeah. So, um, but maybe that's just uh, me being you know bitter that they they have done what they've done. Yeah. What were you saying, Eric? You thought the rumor was uh, Dodgers owner, one of the Dodgers owners. He is he is apparently with some random eighty six year old Swiss billionaire, which is fine. You know, Nazi gold that you stole, fine. That's that's all well and good. No problem (laughs) there. Um, That's that's fine. Um, But yeah, him and and then there's some like there's some other like weird. Um, UK like housing moguls, if you will, that are supposedly in. There is a group from Saudi Arabia. Uh, no, I forget what it is. Maybe it is Saudi Arabia, Saudi TV, Saudi TV fund, or something like that. They literally own like Saudi television, radio, and you know online like YouTube presences, stuff like that. So do that. I don't know if it's up to. <laughs> Anybody other than the United Kingdom government I'd say at this we, point? I'd uh, say he, he relinquished his his stewardship of the club. We're not letting that happen. But no, it, it, it was yeah. kind of a mess today because it does show the bias of um, what's happening to people in European countries and mostly white countries to countries in the Middle East, um, where they're less. You know, it's it's predominantly people who are black and brown. You had you know obviously Chelsea today playing. Who is Newcastle? Whose owner is, yeah. in, you know, in this big scandal and obviously getting sanctioned because of Russia Ukraine stuff. But they're playing the Newcastle team who's owned by like Saudi royalty pretty much. And they beheaded 81 people yesterday. Yep. So that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> probably should have an yep. issue with both of those things. Um, but Ryan. Yeah. Were, were they involved with the Jamal Khashoggi, you know, kind of situation? Maybe, who knows? Yeah, you know, probably were. I have swept it under the rug. You had to be disappointed with the few bad apples that that were ruining the moment of silence, though. Oh, is that what happened? Was there? Uh, I didn't. I didn't see the beginning. I I caught the game forty five seconds in. Well, this was, was were they singing the Roman Abramovich? Yeah, they had a moment of silence for the Ukraine, and they chanted his name through the whole moment of silence, and people were upset. Uh, idiots everywhere, no different than Kansas City Chiefs fans booing. Well, you know, booing the moment, a moment of, of unity, a generic moment of unity. <laughs> uh, we don't want unity. Fuck well, you. I have to say, Ryan, I hope that they let the sale happen quickly. I don't want to see bad stuff happen to the team. I know lots of people are cheering for them to go into administration, which I don't even know what that means. I'm not even sure what that means, but then they lose nine points and everybody is cheering for that. But I don't want that to happen because... But I think that's 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 stuff that they, they sanction you for, like, cheating. You know, for, like... No, it's... In, I, I don't know. Your bills. Oh, 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 okay. If you, okay. If you fall behind on your payments to players and, and stuff, 
And you go into so administration. What, what United? What? How many United fans are running the UK government that are doing anything <laughs> that they can to try and get them back in the top four? Because if that's to, like, what, what everyone's talking about—that they're going to be frozen out. Not that they don't have the money, but they're not going to be allowed to access the money, and that that's going to happen, and then they're going to lose these points. And people are all cheering for that. And I just—I think that's bad. And I, I think that they—that punishing Roman is taking away his favorite toy. And that was punishment to him, and that's who you're punishing. And well, well, his favorite toy and the financial aspect of it, which was him being able to sports wash money, right? Yeah, they should, but they should allow um, them to sell the team to some not shady guy and or girl, and allow them to run the team and keep Chelsea duking it out here for the rest of the season. So crazy stuff, crazy world, and crazy sports world. Um, but that's all the time. Oh, okay. Oh, go ahead. But, well, hold on. Talk, talk about crazy sports world. Uh, Arsenal went from going to fire our manager in the first three weeks and down and out in Beverly Hills to you're at what percentage to make the top four? To make the top four. 70 freaking percent, Eric. Let's go. How many, how many games are left? How many weeks left? Five? They just have a lot. No, of, no, no, no. No. They're, they're, more, more than that. A lot of Elf, teams have like 11. have about 10 games to go, and they have, okay. let's see. So, dude, Liverpool gonna win this thing, man. Let's go. So, they're only back three three points, and we play City. Arsenal has twelve I can't, games to go, but United only yeah. has nine more games. Spurs have okay. yeah. more, so it's gonna come down to the wire. Yeah, Beautiful. and some of the games aren't even on the schedule yet because they haven't figured out a time to like the like uh, Chelsea Arsenal uh, is not scheduled yet just because of Champions League and all that stuff, and I think. You know, if Chelsea goes out or whatever, then they'll figure that out. But yeah, there's there's still some games left on the schedule. Okay, well, far from right. none, but they're at least in a good spot and they control their own destiny. And obviously, City, Liverpool, Chelsea are at greater than ninety nine percent to make the top four. Yeah, Arsenal sitting at seventy. And I think that that United next at like twelve. Spurs and United are both around like twelve percent. Yeah, they're so dead in the water essentially. So hopefully, it would be fun if all of our teams were in the Champions League next year. And I could actually go back to doing my favorite thing, waking up on Champions League draw day at like 6 a.m. to figure out who's <laughs> going to get who. So we're looking forward. Who's going to boot you guys out right away? Yeah. Yeah. Who are we going to lose to? Yeah. Well, it's just like Bayern Munich or Real Madrid. Which one? Yeah. Only <laughs> yeah. one of them. All right, guys. How, Eric, Eric, sorry, real quick. Sorry. <laughs> That's the second time. Honestly, how funny would it be if you make it back into the top four and you drop Bayern Munich in the group play at the very least? I would just that be would happy be back in, to be honest with you. Yeah, just happy to be. But there. it would be, it would be super <laughs> ironic and hilarious. We always make it out of the round of of the the first round. We just get to the, the round play. Team, and then as soon as we get there, we just play whoever's going to the final. <laughs> <laughs> then we just get blown out, and it's not fun. So, all right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have. Ryan, you got anything else? You're good this time? I do not this time. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Tune in to our screencast later this week. Otherwise, until then, thanks for hanging out with us here at the Nordies Podcast.